All Things in the Name of Love, with your host, Dr. Erica Riesberg. Music performed and written by Megan Moreau. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. Season 3, Episode 5, Yin Embodiment with Angela Johnson. So, I have a very amazing blessing of having two podcasts in a week. And the reason why this is so amazing is because my beloved soul sister, Angela Johnson, um, I felt called to bring her on because she's offering one of the most life-changing modalities that I could have ever imagined experiencing. And I want to share it with every single person on the planet that's open to it because it's so freaking amazing. Um, I met Angela probably about, I don't know, four years ago maybe? I don't even know. Something like that. Online. Something like that. Online. And Mm -hmm. I had the the gift of visiting her in December and having the deepest connection with another human being I've ever had in my life. Just even before we hugged, it was just like this, oh my gosh, I've known you for so many lifetimes and I get to see you in this one again. (laughs) (laughs) And I had just... I hadn't even completed it yet. You were doing. Um, you were here live for the I was fifth. Live. Yep, for the fifth of a five-part series. So this, yep. what I'm going to let her tell what she's doing. But <laughs> um, I met. I, I started working with her. I took my first body talk class with Angela back in May, and at the time. I thought that was pretty revolutionary. It was something called Body Talk Access, and it is. It's amazing. It brings your body into better harmony, and it's led me into this path where I'm actually opening up to being a healing practitioner. And that was crashing the surface. (laughs) And we uncracked the yin codes beneath what I was teaching at that time. (laughs) So why don't we start with that? Because I met you right before you went on this this incredible deep inner journey to really understand the self and how we are all connected. Yeah. Hmm. So, Erica, I feel called to start with um, actually backing up to what you said with, you called it this life-changing modality. And there was this pause before you used the word modality. And I want to share with you that in that pause (laughs) is that this is not a modality. Um, That's why I was like, (laughs) 
this this is just uncovering that uh, which can reveal who we actually are yeah. inside, not as a concept, mm-hmm. not as the words of the ancient spiritual texts, but what those words are actually pointing to. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I'm not teaching a modality. <laughs> You're no, I know, <laughs> but I was like, how do I even describe this? I because know. like it's so. It's so transformational. It's it's a way of being. It is a way of being. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. What you're facilitating is the language and the skills to bring into one's life to actually embody it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and um I think you saw the the video that I made that talks about um, when I was asking before going to sleep, like, how do I describe what this is that I'm quote teaching, mm-hmm. right? Because um, it's not a modality. No. It, it uncovers what any modality is pointing at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it is. It, it yeah. is because it's, it's like, oh, this is all the intellectualization of it. And this is actually it the being of it yeah yeah yep and um the the dream that i got when i asked how do i describe to somebody who has not tasted this which is really has not tasted the next depth of who the self is Mm -hmm. so who has not tasted the self um beyond the thinking conceptualized understanding of the self beyond even my experience of my emotions and even beyond my experience of what I think is my body and the confines of what I think is my body. Um, and the, the dream that I was gifted with that I wrote down in the morning that stumped me for just a second until I finished writing it. And I was like, Oh, I get it. Um, it's a toddler <laughs> wearing clothes, stepping into a warm whirlpool that I'm sitting in. And inside that warm whirlpool, the toddler discovers that there's a toy waiting for them. Um, and it's our little red toolbox. I'm going to take these gloves off for a second. So it's a little red toolbox mirror image is like (laughs) jacking me up i'm gonna look away so it's a toolbox that actually opens up and it's not a toolbox um once it opens up it opens up into uh rows of of a keyboard that first glance is just like a laptop with letters and numbers but then when you look a little deeper there's some raised keys they're all red by the way there's some raised keys that are like the two and three, two, three, two, three octaves of um, the black notes of a piano keyboard. And, and the whole dream is just this toddler playing with and figuring out how, how this toy works and how to have fun with this toy. And here's the thing, like those toys, um, those toys have settings, right? There's one setting where you're doing the numbers and letters. There's another setting. And then here's the keys. Here's the notes, right? And then even within the note setting, there's 
oh, look at this. It's some pre-recorded songs. If you push this button or this button or this button, here's some pre-recorded songs that we'll just play. If you push this button, here's a pre-recorded song, but there's little uh, light up, like a little light that kind of shines from within a key to say, press here and you play the song. Mm. Right? So here's a light, here's a light, here's a light in this sequence. And the toddler's being, you know, taught to like press it, press it, press it. And these different notes come out and, and a different song comes out. And then there's even the record and playback. And so anyway, these, these little kids just playing with this thing, trying to figure out how it works and having, um, having a blast. So our interior landscape of our bodies hold keys just like the notes of an instrument that's beautiful and what touches those notes to allow the sound what actually what's the finger what's the finger that's pushing on the note in that dream is literally our conscious engagement with our attention landing in specific, ever more nuanced areas in the interior landscape of the body. Mm. So not thinking about my foot, not, um, <laughs> right? It's like, how does my attention find out how to move and also um like in a standard piano right there's what seven octaves inside of the interior landscape of our bodies is way more mm -hmm. than like the 88 keys of a piano mm -hmm. <laughs> and some of those keys have a lot of things uh covering them up where we don't necessarily have access to them um at first glance and another dream that i got this morning actually this is kind of cool you can actually see an example of this okay so i'm standing in the snow and you can see uh boot prints right here's a mm -hmm. boot print and so in the dream um there's and then there's also can you see this path it's like a, so it's a path that's obviously been trampled enough times, probably with snowshoes, um, to create like, it's about two feet wide, right? So there's, there's boot prints through the snow and, and there's a path where many, many, many boot prints have walked through the snow. So in our bodies, already there are areas in our interior landscape that we have already touched on. We have voluntary influence over our attention or with our attention to engage in these ways. Simple example, bladder, <laughs> right? We know how to hold it and we know how to release it, right? And our conscious attention figured that out when we were pretty little. Um, so there, there's certain areas. So that would be an example of like, okay, a boot print has been here. Mm -hmm. I get that one. I get that one. Mm -hmm. Another one would be say the throat, say the tongue and throat. 
we put liquid in our mouth. When the liquid starts to get a little too close to the back of the throat, automatically we swallow, mm -hmm. automatically. And we can also intentionally swallow. So like that, there's already boot prints there. We've already explored that. There's all these other areas of the body that are like, it's all, for many of us, it's all a bunch of snow with no boot prints anywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and what we play with in the yin sovereignty in these intro series is we play with where have my boot prints already landed that I can start from and then just start. What happens if I walk, I can see this boot print path. What happens if I, you know, I can like hop from boot print to boot print, hop to these areas that I've already, I already kind of got. So they're safe. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what happens if we just start maybe stepping like, half on the boot print and half off right and mm -hmm. half on and half off and half on and half off right and pretty soon we are navigating more and more of our interior landscape with our conscious attention landing and as this happens the keys right these keys that play these different notes they're all over underneath the snow mm -hmm. And they become revealed <laughs> when it's time for them to be revealed. Also, um, <laughs> I'm just we're 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 doing more than just stepping in the snow, right? So there's this aspect to the toddler's hands playing the keys, and this aspect of the toddler's hands playing the keys is that there's also this kind of thing going on. It's like this, oh, how, how can I be even more curious and gentle about the actual hands and fingers that are landing? And more than just curious and gentle, how do my hands themselves feel in relationship to the notes of the keys mm. that are lighting up. And these little keyboards have these amazing, you know, there's volume that you can turn up the volume and so automatically the notes play loud. But then there's also, you can dimmer that to make it so that, oh, if I press harder, it'll be louder, or if I press softer, right? It'll be quieter, mm -hmm. right? And maybe those lights vary and they're giving off a signal like, please land firm and stable. Can my attention land firm and stable right here? And some of them are saying, can my attention land very, very slow and gentle? On this one and so there's this amazing amazing sensitivity like we call them in the series the spectrums of inner attentiveness that unfold and so not only are we becoming more and more adept at 
exploring gently the interior landscape of what's not been revealed to my conscious mind within my body through the language of sensation in the movement of attention but also the sensitivity of the relational field itself between the one that's aware and sensing and the part that's feeling and sending the information of the sensation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I remember we were driving down Shasta one day and it was, it was black ice. Mm-hmm. And I haven't driven on that in about 10 years. Yeah. And what you did with was suggest that I put my eyes in peripheral vision, which is one of the techniques that's as part of this yin awareness. It's one of the boot print, one of the common boot prints. It <laughs> right? is, it is. And yeah. so I put my yeah. eyes in peripheral, and then I did the other four diaphragms. Yeah. And then you suggested that I pay attention to how I felt with each bump with each movement on the pavement and I was really fully present in my body feeling everything and all of a sudden it was easy to drive on black ice. My car, it slid because that's what cars do on black ice, but like I had just such a deeper awareness of, of everything that it didn't occur to me to be concerned. And then when I drove home, I was in Eugene and it started raining really heavily and it was dusk. And normally I wear glasses when I drive at night. I reached, I couldn't wear my current glasses because they're way too strong. I reached for my old glasses (laughs) I took them off in 30 seconds because I couldn't see. Because my eyes had already gotten so used to driving in peripheral that what I thought I needed was irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) And now I can drive at night without (laughs) glasses. And, and, And if I try to wear the glasses, I can't see as well. Because the innate wisdom of my body, it's like you never needed the glasses. Right. Like we did until we didn't or something, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's just yeah. one example of, of a simple shift in my awareness having a profound effect on my life. Right. And I want to back up one of the things I want to underline that you said, you know, as you were driving down the road. Right. And so you were were present with the boot prints that we've traveled many, many times. And now for you, there's lots of boot prints all around them. So they're more and more expanded. So while you could rest attention with those and in a gentle, right, that gentle yin way, not just, you know, forcing attention, like, right, not focusing, but defocusing. and, and what you said was, um, you know, pay attention to how I feel with each bump in the road. And the language of the body 
is in sensations. Mm -hmm. So you are tuning the dial of your awareness to the changes in the sensations that were occurring moment to moment with each bump of the road, which was able to bring you deeper and deeper into a fuller experience. And I think as you descended the road or as we left there, the road and, and, you know, approached the cabin, you were like, I have never felt so one with my car, Mm -hmm. which you already have a relationship with, you know, with Mm -hmm. your car, but it was like, I've never felt so one with her. Like we were, we were a team. Mm -hmm. We were a team. And, um, And, and she's, she's, she has been that way with me since that day. It's, it's not a car anymore. It's yeah. a something. It's a sentient being yeah. that looks like a car. <laughs> and on a three-dimensional construct, it hasn't changed, but my understanding of it and how I interrelate with it has shifted significantly. Right. Right. So as we open that awareness within ourselves... And this is a result, you know, Erica, you took, well, it was like four weeks before you even got here, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of really diving into the yin practices. So mm-hmm. you had already established with your body and your awareness itself mm-hmm. a certain, you know, quality of gentleness that, of course, I think you probably noticed this since that time too. It continually opens right it Mm -hmm. continually deepens as we navigate the interior landscape more unfolds as we have that relationship between our attention our awareness Mm -hmm. and our interior as well as our emotional states a relationship invites more expression right Mm -hmm. a relationship invites more trust more and more responsiveness more and more um knowing like Mm -hmm. like you know your car right Mm -hmm. when you said i've never felt so connected it's like that if we had met five years ago would our connection be anywhere close to what it can be now because right it's like how how can we know how deeply can we know another Mm -hmm. is kind of limited by how deeply we can know ourselves yeah and our knowing of ourselves is beyond the stories and the roles and our thoughts mm-hmm. <laughs> about ourselves, the part of us that strings together the events of our lives and makes, you know, a narrative mm-hmm. and defines ourselves by that narrative. <laughs> it's like, mm, that's one little piece and one little functioning of our awareness. Yeah. It's just one. It's just one. And, and most of us have been trained to live in and from that and think that we are that. Yeah. Another another aspect that I know has gotten shockingly um, intense is when I am resonant with another, mm-hmm. my intuition skyrockets about them because I'm tap because I've taken body yeah. talk yep. and consciousness and now I have yep. this yin so like my yep. ability to tap into their consciousness unbidden (laughs) I just get stuff and it's like I don't think I should share that (laughs) because it's like it just comes in now yeah it has a place to land yeah as yeah go ahead it's just like I've just seen I've 
I've caught myself because I'm like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what do I, they don't really have an understanding of how I could possibly understand that. And so I need to like take a step mm -hmm. back and recognize that they're not where I am mm -hmm. and this could freak them out and end a friendship. Mm -hmm. Because it is so profound and it is so deep and it is so intuitive and it's so, I am not separate from you and your higher consciousness is coming through this avatar to tell your avatar what your higher consciousness wants you to know. And it's like, not many people are up for that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it's really beautiful because it says, I'm really, I don't have the mental chatter as much as I did. I still have mental chatter, but it's like, it's getting quieter and quieter because the more I practice this, mm -hmm. that chatter is distracting to the witness. And the witness doesn't want to be bothered with chatter. Right. Although occasional nose blowing is fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that's really, really helpful with these practices is like, um, and it, are they really practices? We're just exploring who ways we of are. being. <laughs> ways of being. Yeah. Yeah. It's like in, in almost like uncovering what, what wasn't right. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, as, so what one of the key fundamental things that's happening as we are allowing our conscious mind to inhabit more and more of the nuances of the depths of our interior energy goes where our attention goes right mm -hmm. or how does, how does it say energy flows where attention goes mm -hmm. right Every kid, what are they always when we're out in public or at a park? Watch me, mom, right? Mm -hmm. If we've had kids, watch me. Pay attention, mm -hmm. right? It's a currency. As we are allowing a portion of our attention more and more deeper access to our interior landscape, guess what's following that attention? Mm -hmm. Instantaneously at the rate or speed of awareness. Mm -hmm. Energy. So as we are allowing our interior body to be energized, right? We are essentially saying, oh, when we are, you know, the rapid thoughts, right? When we are, you know, when, when it's the opposite on the other end of the spectrum and we're um, all of our energy is going out into the very rapid, the rapid monologue or even mm -hmm. the very rapid dialogue in that and we can feel once you've inhabited your inner landscape you will feel oh that's like a static that's mm -hmm. a static mm -hmm. that is electricity or energy that isn't making its way to the ground all you know mm -hmm. why do we put up lightning rods right all electricity is trying to make its way to the ground our nervous system is an electrical system if we look at you know, through the lens of the energy meridians, the chakras, right? We have electrical energy that's part of our physical makeup. Mm -hmm. And that electrical energy is trying to get to the ground. That's part of the functions of these instruments that we have, which are always playing something, mm -hmm. um, whether it's, you know, a on repeat, it's like something's just been pushed and it's on repeat and we are not even aware of what we're transmitting right mm -hmm. um 
And that's generally what's happening when we are in those rapid monologue thought modes where we're grappling, is it this or is it this? And trying to rationalize our way through complex situations that quite honestly, this poor rational mind is like we depend, we learn to depend on it so much for functions that Mm -hmm. we have other, um, other uh, things going on within our beings that are much more equipped to deal with certain Mm -hmm. um, complex issues (laughs) than Mm -hmm. the poor rational mind. Um, But when we are only trained in that and only relying on that, and it is on overdrive, our energy is being leaked out of our body, essentially of our bodies, mm-hmm. because there's no attention in our little attention mm-hmm. inhabiting um, inside. And oh, so yeah. as that, as we play inside, we create that deeper, deeper well mm-hmm. of presence. And we find that we can rely less and less on, you know, trying to make our poor rational mind mm-hmm. do tasks that it's really not, um, not designed to do really. And, and I want to touch on another thing you said too about the, that the relational space. So we have our, the body speaks in sensations. That's the language uh, of the body. We also have an emotional interior landscape that speaks in emotional flavors and they're related. They're related. Um, and those two, they're like minds. They're like their own. You know, we have our heart brain and we have our gut brain. And we have all of this, for many of us, completely unexplored territory with all sorts of dormant songs that could be playing. Um, cries from the body, please rest attention here. Please do this. Please do that. Right. And it's speaking to us in sensations that oftentimes we go up into thoughts because our body is so intense and we find relief um, from intense situations because of the crazy songs that are being played because of automatic conditioning, right? And we rush to, oh, okay, let me just go veg out on, you know, social media. Mm-hmm. Let me numb out on social media because that takes my mind off of what I was feeling that I didn't necessarily realize was certain notes in my body lighting up, asking, please, please land here, land here, land here, land here, land here. Um, so yeah it yeah it's, like it's, it's yeah. so powerful like i i used to be and i'm so glad i'm not anymore I used to be an expert at numbing out mm-hmm. and uh, an example this morning um i felt compelled for for from a slight slight prompting it's like when was the last time i gave myself like a nice massage just a night, like just on my legs. My legs just wanted to massage. The limbs were just like, hey, you know what? We haven't been massaged in like 11 months and we really miss that. And so I just spent like a half hour just massaging my legs just because it felt good. And it was like, it wasn't the, well, they did, they needed a little attention, but past that, it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm good at, t- I'm good at, you know, touching myself and loving myself, but not like a, a deep, like, ah, oh, that feels so nice. Oh my gosh, I haven't done this for myself in so long. And wow, this is nourishing. And I'm thinking to myself, why didn't I do this before? 
yeah. but it was because I hadn't thought that I should do it. And then after doing it, I was like, why didn't, like, it's just an awareness thing. It's like, yeah. well, why wouldn't I do that? Because it felt really good. Yeah. And the body needs so many different things. It needs, it needs the attention. Really, that's, that's ultimately what, and, and the varied layers of attention. It needs all of, like, finding a spot that's tense and holding space for it to, oh, sorry, limbs, you're a little clogged right now, I'll, I'll, I'll rub you. And it needs the whole gamut, and you can't do that if you're numbed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And numbness is, I mean, i really careful, numbness is an incredible function Mm-hmm. that we need at times and particularly when we were younger i mean numbness mm-hmm. numbness we are numbing you know it's like the something was so intense in our physical system mm-hmm. that the best way that we could keep ourselves in a form in that mm-hmm. instance was to shut off sensation was to mm-hmm. completely shut off sensation mm-hmm. and um and that that kept us you know it kept our electrical system from, you know, literally like probably exploding mm-hmm. otherwise yeah. because whatever it was, was too intense mm-hmm. and multiply that by, and life is intense. I mean, I don't know of any, you know, I don't know. If, <laughs> it's like being born is intense, yeah. you know, and, and our babies are not born with an instruction manual with, you know, uh, this is, you know, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah. So Yeah there's that numbness is we I hold a very reverent gentle space Mm -hmm. for when we encounter numbness that and and overwhelm I mean they they Mm -hmm. go they go hand in hand and um yeah and And the mm -hmm. gift that this does is just open the possibilities like I've I've gone through when we've done I'll call it a body scan for lack of a better way to say it but when I've I've had classes with you I've sat and start at the feet go to the hip bones and then like just run like just checking to see what I can feel and what I can't feel and what that's done over time is it goes oh well you paid attention here you know what I kind of need a little attention and so the more you practice this, the more your body communicates, or my body does anyways, yeah. um, because it knows that it's safe and it can, be, it can talk. It's, it's, it's going to be heard. It's, it's being tended. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like it's being tended to. Mm-hmm. And you as the tender, right, as, as the one that's receiving the signals you've tuned your dial of awareness and explored in order to receive that information mm-hmm. which you know it's very yeah it's very it's so fascinating right i'm a body talk access instructor <laughs> right body talk and 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 so much reverence and respect for Dr. John Veltheim and the system that also opened so much to me. Yeah. Um, and we're not talking to bodies when we're doing body talk. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a modality that connects us to our intuition, 
and our mm-hmm. intuition through our, you know, we want to call it our higher self or whatever, but our intuition is connecting to our conscious mind through whatever ways of that intuition communicates for some it's hearing some it's seeing some it's some it is interior sensing um, smelling whatever it is tasting even but it's our relationship with our intuition that's tuning into the field of another person Mm -hmm. very very different than a person themselves Mm -hmm. learning their own body's language that communicates in sensations and developing a body talking (laughs) relationship Mm -hmm. with the self which is what you're i feel like is what you're describing it's like as you have rested attention in areas you've created the space for communication Mm -hmm. to happen directly with you Mm -hmm. and it's 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 such a what what is, is funny is when i started is I could barely hear anything. Mm-hmm. And it's really talkative now. Yeah. Because even on the days that I'm not being as gentle as I would like to be for myself, sure. my body's got the neural pathways. Yep. My body's like, you know, just like when I started doing body talk on animals, the, the animals knew. Like, you can't yep. ask the owner if you can pet me. You have to wait for me. Yeah. to give you permission to let me pet you. It's this, it's this, it's this, I can't unlearn it because it's in my neural pathways and, and other sense the shift because it's in my neural path. Like it's, it's part of me now. It's not, it's like the only thing I can do now is go deeper. And that's what I want to really underline because um, when we say this is part of me, Another way of saying that is you've just uncovered what mm-hmm. was you mm-hmm. underneath the packed snow. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. All along. And there is only to go deeper. Yeah. <sighs> because once the boot prints are there, mm-hmm. yeah, stuff is, you know, yeah, you know, life snows. Uh, and yeah, maybe sometimes we got to, you know, uh, if we get off track or if there's more snow than there is interior landscaping <laughs> or mm-hmm. interior yin tending of the landscape happening. Yeah, maybe there's going to be some um, some barriers and some boulders. And you know what? As we navigate the interior landscape, we find those boulders anyway. We find areas where there's whole patches, it's like Swiss cheese, where mm-hmm. there's no sensation coming from there mm-hmm. that we can detect yet. Mm-hmm. That we can detect yet. Yeah. And oftentimes there are whole layers um, of numbness mm-hmm. with um, stored intensity. Once we presence the numbness, presence the numbness, presence the numbness, fin- finally it feels the gentle support and the communication around it, it gets the signal that, okay, it's safe. There's space Mm -hmm. to reveal what's been covered by the numbness. And then we will have, uh, you know, a whole, a whole bunch of, you know, parts of the body will be like attention here, here, here. It'll be like this whole thing trying to play. That's basically playing out whatever the situation was that couldn't be felt uh, at the time where the numbness was created. Right. And so gradually, little by little, and sometimes big bit by big bit, we can develop the relationship with our interior that the numbness finds the space and safety to Mm -hmm. reveal what was underneath, 
which can be very intense. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But we've created the interior space for there to be room for mm-hmm. that to be digested. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we're yeah. literally just walking at the pace of our development. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's helpful to have um, uh, another witnesser, right, to, to hold that to hold that space. That's where the horizontal light anchoring um, comes into play. But yeah, so we've got the that kind of kind of tie yeah, it back a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like the so we have the electrical energy that's always trying to make its way to the ground. There are specific areas where that tends to get constricted and our bodies are communicating those to us all the time. Even in, in the places where there's been boots, <laughs> a boot prints already, mm-hmm. generally they're right around those boot prints that have just been right there beneath our conscious attention our whole lives. We find those, we unpack those. So we become more and more aware of the light anchoring through us downward. And then there's also the information that's traveling up the nervous system to the brain that's telling the brain whether or not or the degree to which it is safe right now for those areas to be open enough to let the light anchor through, to let the electrical energy ground down. The byproducts of this or the side quote benefit, if it is a side benefit, is deeper and deeper grounding, literally. Mm -hmm. Like deeper and deeper inward spaciousness, more and more um, centered capacity to actually digest what is arising. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to feel so compelled as often to numb out. Mm -hmm. Like the numbing becomes a strategy of the past. It becomes something that we actually welcome and look for Mm -hmm. as we're navigating our interior landscape, something that we respect, lovingly hold. And (laughs) when we're ready for the, you know, for the other things to be revealed, they get revealed. Um, and, And that's that upward and downward flow of light. Or, mm-hmm. or electrical information, whatever you want to call it, all speaking in the language of sensation. Mm-hmm. It's really, Look, yeah. I'm sorry. It's just so it's so powerful, and yeah. and what I've seen in myself is I have such an awareness now that when I stumbled across a trigger, which has happened once this week, twice yeah. this week, um, I have such awareness, like oh. I'm not really in a place where I can address this now, but wow, let's record it. Yep. Let's like be mindful of where it was so I, when I'm available to do it, I can immediately play it back yeah. and find out where it all was. And that degree of awareness... Oh, Sorry, you gonna just move? Just a second. I'm doing a podcast. What? Can I find you in a half hour? Okay, can we pause the podcast? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just mute. I'll just mute myself. Okay, you'll just mute yourself. So, um, so the beautiful thing is, um, learning this from Angela has been. Well, she's going off camera for a moment, but learning about this has given me such a profound awareness of what my body is saying on a regular basis and gives me the opportunity to be more gentle with myself. And another thing that has resulted from me being more gentle in my space 
for, for myself has been that I care about myself more. I care about my body. I care about how to nourish myself. I care about wanting to pay attention to this deeper part that's calling me into this space of reverence for myself. I'm going to pause on that for a moment and see if she comes back soon. And if not, um, we'll do a part two. Actually, the perk is I can edit. <laughs> So I'll just wait till she comes back. And if anyone is online and they have any questions, that would, I'd be happy to answer. Hi there. Hi, love. The cabin lady had to give an update. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. 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 So what I was saying was that, like, I have, as a result of all of this, I have more reverence for myself in the process of, of communication. Yeah. So, I know you mentioned you wanted to touch upon a couple things, so let us yeah. dive into those. Yeah, yeah. The other piece, well, the horizontal light anchoring um, was kind of where we left off to. So the, the three directions of light that we talk about and that we explore, unpack, and, and embody in the intro series, we start to touch into um, the horizontal dimension of light as well. And that's like, um, as it's, the, it's becoming more and more aware of the instrument of the songs that our instrument is playing. And also um, noticing how our sounds that our instrument is playing is landing through the relational space um, with other beings. Mm -hmm. And, um, and like when you mentioned it, it's almost like I can tune in and plug into a person and get this information. That is through the horizontal. If it's embodied, mm -hmm. it's through the horizontal, um, uh, a horizontal dimension. And, and that becomes especially powerful when we get into the advanced trainings where I don't know, Erica, if you're comfortable bringing up when you visited here the second sure. time and, and brought your mom. Um, sure. Yeah, it's like a person who was experiencing a pretty intense level of anxiety, mm -hmm. right, for many days. Mm -hmm. And I walked into the room and, yeah, like a very different, um, a very different experience that she was able to tap into. Mm -hmm. what was happening there where she did not have any anxiety right incredibly relaxed mm -hmm. even speaking about 
she gave voice to inc- incredible depth of spiritual experiences mm-hmm. that you said you she's never talked like that before right mm-hmm. so as my attention is navigating my interior and i'm connecting in to the horizontal flow of light there's a level where enough of the notes inside of us have been uncovered mm-hmm. landed in and are playing that actually are communicating a question how can my song that's being played with my attention inside emit a song that will be coherent and harmonizing Mm. to another being Mm -hmm. that reminds them more deeply of who they are, of where their essence is, of the safety for their attention to also land, even if it's subconsciously, Mm -hmm. in specific keys of their bodies. And again, when that happens, like we talked about before, when the conscious mind starts to land in the body, Mm -hmm. the electrical energy starts to ground and anchor. Mm -hmm. When the electrical energy grounds and anchors, what happens? We have less energy leaking out into the static, which is the thought, the overwhelming rapid thoughts Mm -hmm. can start to slow down because the interior of the body is more inhabitable. What kicks us out into those thoughts is when we don't know where to land inside. And then we look out at the projection around us and, you know, whatever. We do the things that we do. Um, so your mom didn't have to do that mm-hmm. in, in my presence. Right. Because my electrical system was communicating directly with mm-hmm. her electrical system. Not through any sort of like, you know, I wasn't you know, hold, like I wasn't doing fourth dimensional light working of, I'm going to manifest this experience for this person. No, I showed up with who I am Mm -hmm. asking my body, where do I place my attention inside? Mm -hmm. Where are the keys? I've got a lot that's been revealed. There's a lot of keys that are available to my attention to land because I've trampled all around the snow in there, right? For many months. Um, and where in where in me can there be a resonance mm-hmm. of safety and connection and grounding with another being? Mm-hmm. And we can do this also with groups and and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, that's that was an example of uns- completely unspoken right. horizontal light anchoring. That happens spontaneously. It sounds like it's happening with you spontaneously. And now there's going to be this navigation of what do I say out loud or not say out Mm -hmm. loud as certain pieces of information, you know what I mean, are are coming through. And when you get into the, you'll learn those keys. And as you navigate your body, those will be revealed to you for sure. Yeah. So to that end, (laughs) yeah, um, you are going to be launching on Sunday two very fascinating explorations yeah into this embodiment yeah the one that's open um without prerequisites is the womb of yin and that is the whirlpool (laughs) i'm in the whirlpool it's it's created and we get to 
jump in as toddlers <laughs> um, and we'll just I'm just gonna guide to those areas where your boot prints will hold a space to explore around there's key codes of really developing those um, spectrums of inner attentiveness and yeah on Sunday that the doors open for that on Sunday and that's February 7th um, it's a seven-week container and and how this one starts is immediately upon signing up a person receives a two-hour recording that you create your own sacred space you're in your own time to engage it's just my voice guiding and you reveal some of the main boot prints and start to explore develop a yin attentiveness a lot of codes are revealed in that. And then you play with it. You get to play with it. You start to dig your well of presence. And and we'll do, uh, and then we'll check in in a few days to see, okay, have I landed on any of those boulders that are like keeping me from inside and in making this challenging? If not, you get the second recording. And a second recording, we go a little deeper. We develop more spectrums uh, of attentiveness and we start to explore more of the interior of the body. And at that point, um, we will schedule um, within 10 days of that being released, we will have a 90 minute one-on-one -on -one where even if a big boulder hasn't been revealed, there will be something in the projection in the interior, you know, whatever it is that's like, okay, this is getting my goat in my life. And then we go through the process of having the direct experience of this is what to do when there's a boulder and we find all of the areas so it's a deep deep experience of becoming masterful with your attention putting together spectrums of inner attentiveness to create a space to digest life essentially um, and also numbness so areas of numbness might be triggering to people like i put my attention here and i can't feel anything and it's like going like you know it's driving me nuts that's because there's stuff in there yeah. trying to call it the bars of the rattling cage. Um, it's a, it's a form of a light on a key actually yeah. in the body. And so we create a beautiful space where I'm horizontally light anchoring that full 90 minutes. So we get very, very, very deep. Um, and then there's another 35 minute uh, call that we do one-on-one -on -one within a few days of that. So we're really exploring together, getting very deep. And then there's a live group call that happens and that's the first live group call is February 27th. And so on that live group call, everybody who shows up <laughs> has been yinning in, they're discovering your deliciousness with your relationship between your conscious mind, the language of your body, depth of presence, and then we start to play and unpack more levels of inner attentiveness and horizontal light anchoring. Mm. And there's three more calls after that, um, March 7th, 17th, and 27th, where we just deepen. So there's always more to explore. Mm -hmm. And those are going to be emergent. Um, how that explores is dependent on, on who's in the group, what the relational field is, the interior landscape is, and, and we get to play. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we're going to be deeper, deeper, deeper into our well of, of presence. And I say it's kind of like digging a well into presence and then building a slide and then sliding down 
the, you know, sliding down into the well. And gradually we get to play with that modulation of our attention of the exterior information, right? That shows up as our perception of the exterior and, and modulating, becoming masterful at modulating attention of how loud do I want the volume up on what's around me? Um, that's, and how loud do I want the volume up on the communication coming from my body? Mm-hmm. So we start to navigate that. Um, mm-hmm. So that is called the womb of yin. So the doors open March 7th, they close March 10th. I'm sorry, the doors open February 7th, which is Sunday. They close <laughs> um, February 10th. So for those three days, you can sign up and get your first recording. Between February 17th and 27th, you get your first two one-on-ones. And then February 27th, March 7th, March 17th, March 27th are the group calls. And in in those uh, those the last half of the series when we're yinning in on our interior and also being present with our exterior um those there's also one more one-on-one um 35 minute one-on-ones that will be peppered in as needed um, when things come up yeah i'm super excited about it yeah 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 and then the other one is um the sea of yin mastery where we're going to be playing with advanced horizontal light anchoring and that one is only open to folks who have done previous um series and are you're fully landed in your body. Mm-hmm. As I teach, um, the inner revelations unfold, you know, and you're discovering it from within. Mm-hmm. And there's invitations to play. So invitations of like, try these notes, try these notes, try those. And and all of the invitations to play are just invitations. Um, but the big piece of this is to develop, to in order to develop a relationship with the interior, we need to show up for it. Mm-hmm. Right. If I'm never taking the time to explore inside and check in with, you know, these areas, I can't really like I'm not really digging the well. Right. Mm -hmm. So it it takes action. That's why the one on ones are there, because the only thing that stops us from going in once we've tasted it is when there's a big boulder Mm -hmm. of like intensity that's saying, oh, my God, this is too much. This is too much. And so that's why the one-on-ones are there yeah. is so that we navigate those, those boulders so that you do develop um, a very loving relationship with the interior um, of the body. Mm. Yeah. And, and the, so the sea of yin mastery is for folks who've already got that, like mm-hmm. the invitations to practice are 22 minutes in the morning, 22 minutes in the evening. Most people, once you drink that water, which is your own well of presence Mm -hmm. you do so much more than that because Mm -hmm. you realize all those not all what I've realized and many people have realized is that many of the things before revealing deeper and deeper layers of our essence many of the things that we used to do that we thought were relaxing and resourcing we actually realize that now that's actually static and turns me towards the direction of static and noise. Mm-hmm. At a previous level of my embodiment, it was taking me closer in and helping me be relaxed. But at this point, I actually can't think of anything more grounding, centering, nourishing, and delicious than closing my eyes right here on this picnic table <laughs> in these woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like they're actually isn't necessarily an external stimulus that is more grounding, centering, and recharging to myself 
than my own depth of access to, to the well of presence. Mm-hmm. And when a person realizes that nothing comes between them and their interior, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when it does, you find a resource to hold a bigger space to mm-hmm. regain access, right? It's like, you know that that's when you are, you're ready for the yin mastery for the horizontal light anchoring. Mm-hmm. And that one from there, like that you're welcome to join Erica, that one, um, we are really utilizing key jumping off points um, where we've developed deep, deep relational presence within our systems mm-hmm. um, into we're exploring the dimensions of, of spaciousness, mm-hmm. dimensions of space, dimensions of light into timeless reservoirs of whole sea of resourcing that then becomes available for advanced horizontal light anchoring. So that my candle, when I walk into the room with your mom, she can actually drink from that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, her candle can get lit from my candle mm-hmm. without me being depleted in any way mm-hmm. um, or having to be inauthentic in any way. That's yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So in that container, so that one is, um, yeah, it starts the same day. There's five group calls, three one-on-ones with that one, too. Um, to join, just email me medicinalwitnessing at protonmail.com. Um, the intro series is 777 and the yin mastery series is 1111. And we can do climate plans if you need to. (laughs) Honey, the stuff you're doing in this world is so freaking. I don't even have words for it. I really don't. It's it's just so such a blessing that that we're in this time of consciousness that this actually wants to come out and be awakened through us. Yeah. And it's, in, it's such a gorgeous invitation to be fully alive. Because that's ultimately what this is. Yeah. Yeah. We wake in. Mm-hmm. We wake in. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, my beloved soul sister. Yeah. Thank you as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> just want to really honor a few before we go. It just dropped yeah. in. Like, I really want to honor a few of my teachers. Yeah. Um, human teachers mm-hmm. that kind of primed my system to be able to develop this. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dr. John Veltheim, founder of the Body Talk System, like hands down, um, was the first to awaken to, yeah, um, mm-hmm. the capacity and the re- particularly the relationship between the body, the mind, the emotions, mm-hmm. um, and also the advanced trainings. Um, Carrie D'Ambrosio teaches fascial energetics. My understanding mm-hmm. of the fascia has been key to this work because it's the fascia that's actually sending the information to the brain mm-hmm. and the information of the sensations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the the main boot prints map right to his, um, the four diaphragms that I learned about in the fascial energetics class. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mel Bujak also, a, she was a teacher in the body talk system. She made her transition, but she taught, um, she was a student of Carrie D'Ambrosia's. She taught um, the five Chinese five elements course, mm-hmm. um, which has been, 
also foundational for when we get into the advanced work with this, where we embody aspects of the five elements and become aware of those essences within the body too. So whole new songs can be played. Um, that's been crucial. Um, Satya Narayam Goenka, um, the Pasana meditation centers. Um, that was when I first learned, this was in 2019, the language of the body speaking in sensations. I didn't know about body sensations <laughs> until 2019. I'd been a body talker for years. Um, <laughs> it was teaching and everything. And, um, and, and I learned that, oh yeah, sensations. Um, so that's been crucial, the Vipassana meditation. Um, 10 day sit that I did and incorporated that into my personal practice right away. Um, that was crucial. Paul Linden, um, founder of Mind Body Education, he's an Aikido master. I trained with him right after Vipassana. Um, I trained with him online and then I trained with him live in person. Um, that's when I learned about, uh, again, key aspects of this. Actually, I can see traces of that with what I learned with Paul, um, being able to be in movement uh, and in the body. Um, yeah. And then, oh my gosh, Cedric Bertelli in the Emotional mm. Health Institute, somat, which he teaches um, somatic emotional resolution. Um, that is also a key, mm -hmm. like a key understanding and foundational piece to, yeah, that everything that I'm teaching, you could mm -hmm. also look at from that lens and be like, oh, this is kind of like that. Mm -hmm. And there's the yin yeah. <laughs> component similarly yeah. with paul linden and there's the yin component mm -hmm. um that makes everything receptive versus an active mm -hmm. pushing so instead of actively pushing we're open receptive gentle and safe mm -hmm. um john prendergast meditative inquiry so being able to dialogue that all happens in the advanced courses too mm -hmm. um Thomas Hubel. I actually am still doing work with Thomas Hubel. I think of all the teachers that I've been with, Thomas Hubel's uh, work is the most resonant and similar to what comes through me. Again, and it's the yin component mm -hmm. that, um, yeah, that brings it alive. So I just want to honor those teachers. <laughs> and, yeah. um, this just came in for me, your beloved friend Tracy, for bringing you on this quest in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Tracy Sabo, um, deep, deep soul brother. I was just thinking about him today and how of all the people that I'm in contact with now at this stage of my adulthood, mm -hmm. he's the one who's been my friend the longest. He was a friend of mine before Body Talk, um, which was 2011 was when I first had my first Body Talk practice mm -hmm. session healing and then started training in it within less than a year. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tracy. Um, the death of Tracy is actually what set me off on this whole mountain journey. Mm -hmm. And um how he made his transition was in his home in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. A man had the wrong address, the wrong address to try to 
protect or avenge members of his family that had been assaulted. And um, walked into the door of Tracy's house, put a bullet through Tracy's head, and then uh, went a block down and found the right, the right address. And Tracy and I, um, he had become a body talk client after I trained in body talk. He'd become a colleague, a student then, and, and a colleague. And uh, he and I were just getting ready to set a group. This was in June last year of 2020. We were about to step into a group advanced body talk matrix healing session. And the theme had just dropped into me intuitively, uh, dismantling us versus them from within the constructs of the body mind. It's a pretty lofty goal, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and the last words before that Tracy put on Facebook, before the man um, named Alton Raybear, before who's a brother of mine actually now, soul brother as well. Um, he's the soul brother of Tracy's. But um, the last words that, that Tracy had put out on Facebook before Alton opened the door and, and put a bullet in his head was, pleading to people in his healing community and his friends and his networks to hold compassion with him for the police officers mm -hmm. who are inflicting violence um, on, on humans mm -hmm. and saying, please, the only thing that heals is love and compassion. People who are hurting others are hurting the only thing that heals that pain is love. Mm -hmm. And that was Tracy's last words before he was violently um, removed from his, you know, physical body. And it was like a challenge. To me, it was like a challenge, right? It's mm -hmm. like, um, and particularly when I saw the news article and in a picture of, of Alton, this mm -hmm. is a Native American person in the Dakotas, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And um, I was living in Sioux Falls, South Dakota at the time of the Standing Rock mm -hmm. reservation protests, the pipeline protests. And I was closing my body talk clinic for a week out of each month to go volunteer in the medic tents. Mm -hmm. And um, I learned firsthand that it's probably not real likely that a Native American person would feel safe going to the police in the Dakotas mm -hmm. for protection. And I'm not saying that Elton should have killed Tracy or that mm -hmm. violence is ever um, right. a choice that I would want somebody to make. But mm -hmm. just widening the perspective mm -hmm. and the interconnectedness microcosm macrocosm of what of what I was being called into with mm -hmm. Tracy was really clear as I wrote his tribute for the International Body Talk Association it's like hey this is a challenge can I authentically uncover anything within me that needs to be uncovered in order for me to authentically feel 
forgiveness and compassion for this human. And, um, and I got called to the Sangre de Cristo Mountains by my friend, soul sister Elsa, who was a friend of Tracy's. And um, that was when, uh, that was the first time that I, she said, meditate by these mountains. Mm. I just bought land of the foothills. There's medicine here. And I stayed there, and that's when I started downloading. Um, that's when I realized mountains could talk to me. Mm-hmm. And, and then I got sent to the Telluride area where there's a triple mountain range, and from there to, to Mount Shasta, and that's where I've been. I've been here um, oh, learning, learning, discovering, exploring, and now teaching. So I really want to honor Tracy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Erica. For You're so welcome, my beloved dear. Yeah. It's such an honor. Mm. Love you. Love you too. Yeah, and so many blessings to, to everybody listening. Mm-hmm. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? Feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go.